your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back to our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here's the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. Okay, we're going to be talking about a topic that a lot of people have heard about, but they're not really familiar with what it really is. And so we're going to go into deep dive, and it's called Gaslighting. Gaslighting, Am I Crazy? That's the title of the show. Now, you know, gaslighting is an insidious form of manipulation and control. And, and it, it comes from a movie basically in 1938 called Gaslight. And uh, it's a, a film adapt- adaptation that was starred uh, Ingrid Bergman. But the victims of gaslighting are basically mis- misled and forced to doubt what they know to be true, even about themselves. And, and the victims end up doubting their memory, their perception, and their sanity. And over time, the gaslighter's manipulations grow more complex and potent, making it difficult for the victim to avoid. And so gaslighting can occur in, in, in personal professional relationships and gaslighters target their victims where it hurts and and so in in their sense of identity their sense of self-worth all get attacked and gaslighting is is basically uh uh uh, something that the term gaslight also uh, comes from an academy award-winning 1944 film by the name in which a man systematically sets out to drive the wife crazy by making her doubt the reality of her own perceptions. And today, that term has been expanded to describe a whole wide range of behaviors in which one member of a couple tries to manipulate the other uh, to accept things are true, which are patently false. And generally, uh, modern-day gaslighting takes place in the context of a relationship in which one partner is manipulative, uh, self-centered, low on ap- empathy, and is, has a vested interest in always being right. And this act is a description of people who have narcissistic personality disorder. And if you're in a relationship with someone with a narcissistic personality, there's a good chance you've experienced gaslighting for yourself. And if you've ever wondered why your level of self-doubt and confusion seems to be to arise sometimes when you're with your partner, there are seven questions you can ask yourself that can help you determine if that person is feeding your self-doubt on purpose. And those questions would be, do they try to persuade you to doubt the evidence of your senses and what you are thinking and what you are feeling? Do they try to convince you that what you believe is wrong and what they believe is right? Do they react badly if you do not accept their version of the truth? Or are they extremely persistent and sometimes keep the argument going long after you've been asked them to please drop the issue? Are they extremely, uh, do they attempt to bully you into admitting that they are 100% right and you are completely wrong? Are the facts always twisted so that they are the victim and you are always at fault? And do they twist and turn the truth to take such long and complicated arguments to prove their points that every after, after every while you become eventually confused about the, what the reality is? And the, these are questions you would want to ask yourself. And, and if you find yourself answering yes to some of these questions, you're probably being gaslighted. And why are you being gaslighted? Well, there's three uh, common reasons 
One of them is they want to hide something that he or she is doing from you. Uh, They also want to change something about you, and they also want to uh, have power over you. And so people that gaslight, that is usually their motives. Now, um, you know, hiding, they will attempt to convince you to doubt any evidence that shows them in a bad light and makes them feel ashamed. They, They might create negative consequences for them. If this happens and they don't want to face those consequences, and this could be something mild but embarrassing, such as evidence that they've been looking at the Internet on porn or something more important, such as gambling debts or an affair. You know, a common scenario involves you finding something that uh, puzzles you. It it could be texts from a, a strange person on your spouse's phone. It could be unusual charges on your joint credit card account. Or it could be even a a change in the way that they dress. And at first you think there must be a simple explanation. So you mention this to your spouse. And your spouse vehemently denies any strange thing is going on. And the response is so disproportionate to your question that it makes you even more suspicious. So you start to pay attention to things that you previously ignored. And as the evidence that your spouse is lying uh, starts piling up, you become more and more worried. And so one day you confront them with their evidence, with the evidence, and they deny the whole thing and try to convince you that you are paranoid and imagining this because you're insecure and a jealous person. And, uh, you know, that that is very much what the person that is a hider, their common goal is. And usually gaslighters compose all of the hide, the change, the need to control. Now, the, the ones that want to change you, they want to change you so that you're closer to their ideal. And this can involve anything from dressing to suit their fantasies, uh, reading different books, getting plastic surgery. If you resist, then they try to convince you that you're not good enough as you are. And so that can destroy a person's self-esteem. It can destroy a person's image of themselves because their partner wants something different than what they're getting on a physical note. And that's just as an an example. Now, the ones that need to control, some uh, narcissistic spouses want to be the only one with power and influence over you. And so they try to isolate you from other people whose opinions you respect especially those who might disagree with their priorities. And if you allow it, they gradually start exerting control over large portions of your life until you're afraid to make decisions without their permission. And they enjoy the sense of power and control that they get from this. Um, You know, this is really uh, how the elements work from a gaslighting perspective. You know, in, in, in living with someone who has a narcissistic personality disorder is like living with an alternative reality when you're expected to accept whatever the narcissist says is true, even when it's obviously wrong. And if you object, you are made to feel as if you are at fault. Uh, you know, like the the Red Queen in Alice in Wonderland who tells the skeptical Alice that why sometimes I have believed as many as six impossible things before breakfast, narcissists insist that you accept all of their opinions and absolute truth. Even if you're clear in the beginning about the difference between reality and what you're being asked to accept, after a while, most people begin to get too tired and afraid of these narcissistic, naggy, crappy people and they get anger because they have to try to correct them, yet they can never correct them. And so it's, it's a small step from there to actually beginning to doubt your own perceptions. Because in the end, if you're with a narcissist, you are being asked to always accept their reality and not your own. 
Now, uh, everyday gaslighting, you know, it, it systematically causes people to distress their, uh, distrust their, their interpretations. And it's getting a, it gets a lot of attention, especially lately. Uh, car owners use this technique for deliberate manipulation. But gaslighting doesn't have to be deliberate manipulation. Some gaslighters do want to make you feel crazy so they can control you. Others may simply feel sane themselves and who can't admit that they're of two minds and, uh, and so blame you for misunderstanding them. And imagining someone of two minds, call them a, a mind A and mind B. Mind A says something to you that, that you challenge, but you challenge only reaches mind B, and mind B denies it. It would never say such a thing. You must have heard me wrong. And, and, and they, they declare that in an honest way, but that's because they live in a sense of their own reality and not a reality of listening to other people's perceptions. Um, gaslighting would be a symptom of people who insist that wh- whichever of their attitudes they're experiencing right now is the only attitude that they have. They, they shift between attitudes, but they deny it. And if you don't go along with their delusional belief in their mental consistency, you must be crazy. You know, gaslighting it, as such can be a relatively innocent crime, a crime against your sanity. And that, doesn't, it, that isn't motivated by malice or a desire to manipulate you, but merely by someone's need to feel consistent at any cost even if the cost is falsely blaming others for misunderstanding them. And this kind of gaslighting happens to a lot of people, everyday interactions, even people who mean well. You know, there's no denying that con artists and bullies will gaslight. But not just gaslighting is a common symptom of people who hold back and uh, with, with uh, self-certainty to be a virtue and uh, ambivalence as their vice. And some of us are honest about our inconsistencies and ambivalences. Others see inconsistency and ambivalence as marks of dishonor that they'll work to deny at any cost. For such people, gaslighting is just another version of I know who you are, but, and, but I know what I am. And so what they are is more important than what you are. And... Uh, you know, some of the statements you might hear is uh, saying them saying is you're contradicting yourself and you say, no, I'm not. You're just so inconsistent that you can't see how consistent I am. I mean, that that would be a statement coming from the narcissist. You know, you want to picture someone who sporadically turns 180 degrees without knowing or admitting it. So you're standing in front of them. They turn around and suddenly you're behind them. So they scold you. Hey, you. Why did you suddenly jump in front of me? I'm standing still and you're hopping from one position to another. To make themselves feel consistent, they have to call you inconsistent. And that's kind of a bad example, but that's how it kind of works. There's nothing inherently wrong with double standards. We're all of two minds about a lot of things, but sometimes we're clear about when we shift from one mind to another. You know, for example, you're of two minds about driving. You think adults can... uh, and uh, minors shouldn't. You have a doubt standard, literally two standards. You, you explain why you do, and you can identify the point in which you cross from one standard to another. So you feel that minors can't drive, 
that adults can drive, but you know that minors can drive if they're of 16 years old. I mean, so people get, these are bad examples, guys, but they, you know, they're getting into a mindset where they just flip, they flip and they change, they move the cheese and basically are always trying to keep you on the defensive and self-doubting so that they get more of what they want. You know, um, we shouldn't let ourselves be controlled by other people's self-certain interpretations. You know, intuition is not, it is some all-knowing sixth sense that, that knows in black and white what's always true. Rather, it's your accumulated habits of interpretation, your ability to read your situation, to guess, to bet how best to respond. And your intuitions have accumulated over your whole life and indeed over life's history since you're evolving uh, from being born. But plenty of habits uh, are of interpretation come from your intuition. However, what the narcissist does is continuously deaden your intuition and they call it on the carpet because it may not have all the facts and they basically uh, turn your self-esteem down because they're attacking that sense of intuition, which is usually where you begin to investigate. You begin to wonder, okay, what in the world is going on with this person? You know, to resist, you know, you, you, you want to basically stick to your guns. Your intuitions could be wrong and you know that, you know that already, but ask if gaslighters say, has it occurred to you that you may not, you may have misheard me? Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, um, you could be wrong about me, and the, your response is, "Tell me something I don't know." And if I'm certain that I have no inconsistencies, so you must have misunderstood me. And the big thing about narcissists is they always believe that they're consistently in the truth. They always believe that they are consistent in what they think about themselves and what they feel about themselves and that they have no flaws. And so what they continue to do is make the world see their perspective and make the world accept their perspective, especially their partner, and that is how they operate. Now, if what you want to do as a person, you have to know that your perception of the truth is yours and that you're entitled to and that you're able to observe and you're entitled to that too even if the narcissist will knock you down the main thing you want to do is remain defiant you want to recognize there will be uh, no accountability with this man or miss with this person you want to let go of uh, wishing things were different and you want to develop healthy uh, de uh, detachment from that person so that they cannot hurt you. You have to understand that a lot of their weapons come from words. A lot of their weapons come from words because they like to keep you off balance. And so, uh, you know, as a couples therapist, I see a whole lot of couples with issues around betrayal. And this could involve affairs, polygamy, secret offshore bank account, anything hidden by one partner. Uh, that is revealed, but the reveal can lead to emotional trauma in a victim. Why? Because the victim's brain must now continually review history and reorganize their experience to fit the new information. And this can be very, very uh, uh, disorienting. Betrayal is exacerbated by lying uh, inherent in it, and the longer a person lies about something, the worse the insult to the victim's brain, and the more difficult the healing process. And I got to tell you, it is hard for people to heal when they have been gaslighted in a relationship. You know, um, perhaps the most insidious form of lying is 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 this gaslighting. In, in that case, the perpetrator not only tries to cover up the truth, but 
to refocus the blame on the victim as a means to escape from their guilt. And so they, they you know, for example, you know, you got to uh, up your medications, you're paranoid, a person may say to a partner, you know, when, some, when they're about to discover a secret. They want to shift and talk about her paranoia, but the, so the secret won't come out. Oftentimes, the accusers are the ones that are doing. And so what you have to understand is, is these uh, narcissistic people have a tendency to project their issues on someone else and that other person is going where are they getting this how did this happen what what in the world are they coming from you know they don't understand that this is what's going on in their life this is what they're thinking about and they're putting it on you and if you know it doesn't fit then you have to understand they're projecting they're projecting their own insecurities their own flaws onto you and that's what makes you think you are absolutely crazy as a therapist, you know, gaslighting is particularly sinister because it goes further than lying and covering up. Recovering from betrayal is not easy for couples. Recovery from emotional trauma of gaslighting is even far more because it is so subconscious and it is so manipulative that it is hard for a person to understand what reality is and just trying to get them back to reality is very difficult, especially if they maintain their relationship with the narcissist. You know, why bring this up? Because gaslighting is not limited to relationships between two people. It can occur on a national level. And I think what we've seen in this last year with our media, we as Americans are in a committed relationship with our leaders. And we expect our government to be truthful with us. We rely on facts being true when the government passes along information. And our sanity as individuals as well as a nation depends on the climate of basic trust. But now what we're seeing is that we can't even trust the people that give us information. And that is crazy. The media is all over the place and they do so much making up stories and twisting the facts into what they want you to believe rather than what you want to believe. Take take a look at this uh, tax uh, reduction that we're getting and the tax cut and the, and the refining of the taxes. Basically, what's happening is the media is totally distorting the fact that 80% of the people that are, are going to get tax cuts, 80%. But only 17% of people in America, in the United States, believe they're going to get a tax cut. Where does that come from? That comes from our lovely media. You know, we're not living in a movie. We are repeatedly lied to, and there are consequences uh, to our national emotional health. Whether we realize it or not, individuals who have a personal history of being betrayed or lied to may be especially vulnerable, but every person is at risk. Everyone's brain is traumatized when it's forced to continually reconcile what we know to be a fact and the falsehoods that are being told us. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about every, uh, gaslighting in a relationship and what that looks like. We're going to talk about being accused of gaslighting. Come back. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist in Southern California, but he is here to help you no matter where you are. Visit drgbmft.com. 
You can schedule an appointment with Dr. Bell, and many major health insurance plans are accepted. Call or text Dr. Bell today at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com. Dr. Bell could help you take back your life in four to eight carefully constructed sessions. Stop coping and start living in the now. Call 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. Inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it'll take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about gaslighting. Why am I crazy? You know, that's that's what the gaslighters want you to believe, that you are crazy. But once again, they are projecting their own insecurities on you. And they are projecting their own truth and making that to be the only truth in this world. And their idea is if I can knock your your uh, self-esteem down low enough, you will buy my truth and never put up an argument. And how dare you? It's called a narcissistic rage when they get angry because you won't, you just won't agree with them and they can't stand that. You may think it doesn't matter, but gaslighting that we're all able as adults to discern facts, but it's also an underestimate to very real effects of gaslighting that the perpetrator gaslights because they know how effective and disorienting it is. And they do it because it is a powerful way to manipulate others. And they do it because it takes the focus off of whatever they're doing and that they don't want you to know about it. And they may well get away with it because there's not always either a detective or a therapist or in any case, a news outlet or a governing body available uh, to help pick up the pieces. And so they get away with it by trying to fake a truth. You know, uh, gaslighting is a tactic of which a person or entity in order to gain more power makes the victim question reality. It it works much better than you think. Anyone is susceptible to gaslighting and it is a common technique of abusers, of dictators, of narcissists, cult leaders, and it's done very slowly. 
So the victim doesn't realize how much they've been brainwashed. For example, in that movie Gaslight in 1944 that I mentioned earlier, a man manipulates his wife to the point where she thinks she is losing her mind. So this is what uh, people who gaslight typically use the following techniques. They tell blatant lies. You know, it's an outright lie, yet they are telling you this lie with straight face. You know, why are they so blatant? Because they're setting up a precedent. Once they tell you a huge lie, you're, you're sure not, uh, if anything, they say is true. And you keep uh, you unsteady and they keep you off kilter, which is their goal. You know, um, just take for example, you know, as somebody, you, you come to your house and you see the gardener in the backyard, gardener, whatever, somebody laying on top of your wife. And then she says, oh, oh, oh I, I thought I was having a heart attack and he was giving me CPR. And so suddenly her reality is what she pushes until you finally believe her. And maybe you uh, give the gardener a bonus for helping your wife. But the truth is, what you saw may be the truth of what you saw. And so a lot of people, they use that blatant lies, these obvious lies, to try to distract you and try to make sure that you deny your truth is the truth. And you may accept that because it's too painful not to. It's too painful for you to accept the reality that the narcissist is actually doing something that they shouldn't be doing. And, and they're, they also deny they ever said something, even though you have proof. You, you know they said they would do something. You know you heard it. But they out and out deny it. And it makes you start questioning your own reality. Maybe they never said that thing. And the more they do this, the more you question your reality by trying to accept their reality. So they make these commitments because they think of themselves as godlike. They make these great commitments and then uh, they don't follow through and then they're like distort the truth to make sure that you think that they didn't make the commitment. Um, usually narcissists want to get acceptance from everyone. And, and by the way, a narcissistic personality is not necessarily an evil person. There are somebody who has developed a coping skill with life to get themselves out of bad decisions that they make and impulsive things that they shouldn't be doing. But you have to understand that narcissistic people live in a role rather than a reality. They live in a, a what they think of themselves. A lot of them have uh, highly visible jobs or have uh, situations where they can just hide behind it and deny their own human flaws. And so the truth is, is they are very much set in uh, uh, with a coping skill. It's not evil. It's just a way that they grew up, and it's sad. They also use whatever is near and dear to you as ammunition. They know how important your kids are to you, and they know how important your identity is to you. So those may be one of the first things they attack. If you have kids, they tell you what you should not have had, the, that you should have not had the kids. They will tell you to, to, that you're not a worthy person, if you, or, and you, or you could be a worthy person only if you didn't have a long list of negative traits. And they, they basically attack the foundation of who you are to the point where you're going, who am I? Who in the world am I? Because you're getting defined over and over and they just wear you down. They wear you down with their reality and at some point, you give up the fight and every time you see it coming, you just back down and accept and eventually that becomes who you are in your mind is much less than what you were before you walked into the relationship. And by the way, this can happen at work. This can happen at home. This can happen in friendships. This can happen 
anywhere and any place where you spend time with another person in a committed situation. And the biggest thing that they love to do is they wear you down over time. This is one of the insidious things about gaslighting. It's done gradually over time. A lie here, a lie there, a snide comment every so often, and then it starts ramping up. Even the brightest, the most self-aware people can be uh, sucked into gaslighting. And it is that effective. It is the frog in the frying pan analogy. The heat's turned on slowly, so the frog never realizes what's happening to it until it's too late. They also, their actions do not match their words. When dealing with a person or entity that gaslights, look at what they're doing rather than what they are saying. What they are saying means nothing. It's the just talk. What they are doing is the issue. They, they, they also throw in a positive reinforcement to confuse you. You know, this person or entity that is cutting you down and telling you, you you don't have value is now praising you for something you did. And this adds an additional sense of uneasiness. So you think, well, maybe, maybe they aren't so bad. Well, yes, they are. This is a calculated attempt to keep you off kilter, again, to question your reality. Also, look at what you were praised for. Is it probably something that served the gaslighter? That's usually the case. Also, and we're talking about gaslighting in relationships of any kind, they know confusion weakens people. So gaslighters know that people like having a sense of stability and normalcy. And their goal is to uproot this and to make you constantly question everything. And humans' natural tendency is to look at the person or entity that will help you feel more stable. And that happens to be the gaslighter. They also, they protect. They are maybe a, a drug user or a cheater, yet they're constantly accusing you of that. And this is done so often that you start trying to defend yourself. And you're distracted from the gaslighter's own behavior. They also try to align people against you. They are masters at manipulating and finding the people they know will stand by them no matter what. And they use these people against you. And they will make comments such as the person knows that you're not right. This person knows you're useless too. Keep in mind, it, it, it's not what they mean that these people actually said these things. A gaslighter is a constant liar. And when the gaslighter uses a tactic, it makes you feel like you don't know who or to, to trust or to turn to. And that leads you right back to the gaslighter. And that's exactly what they want. Isolation gives more control. And sadly, many times a gaslighter will go after the children and align them against you. And that is the sad truth. And they operate that way because they want to always, always, always keep you off balance. And they need that power differential in the relationship. This is not love, folks. This is a love of themselves. They also tell you and others that you are crazy, and this is one of the most effective tools of a gaslighter because it's dismissive. The gaslighter knows that if they question your sanity, people will not believe you when you tell the gaslighter is abusive or out of control, and that is one of their master techniques. They will publicize what they think is you being crazy, and you may be crazy because you don't even know who you are anymore because they define you so negatively. Also, they tell everyone else, they tell you that everyone else is a liar. By telling you that everyone else, your family, whatever, anybody is a liar, it, it, it again makes you question your reality. See, so you've never known someone with the audacity to do this, so they must be willing to tell the truth, right? No, it's manipulation. It makes people turn the gaslighter 
to the gaslighter for the correct information, which is not oftentimes correct at all. So the more you're aware of these techniques, the quicker you can identify them and avoid falling into a gaslighter's trap. Now, uh, gaslighters uh, basically uh, love to uh, uh, accuse you of gaslighting. <laughs> you know, they, they will uh, basically here's some of the things that you're going to see in a gaslighter as a, as a trait, as a symptom. They, they blatantly lie. They, they do the splitting, pitting you against other people and other people against you or other people against other people. They work to align others against you. They also tell others that you're crazy, unstable, manipulative. They, they, they lying about things that they said or did, even though you swear those things happened. They tell you uh, they don't like your family, your friends, but for vague reasons. And uh, many gaslighters cheat in relationships, yet they accuse the victims of cheating. They accuse the victims of being addicts when they are true addicts. They accuse the victims of manipulation when they are the ones that manipulate. And gaslighters will accuse others of actions, even when there is a direct evidence that they are the ones engaging in those behaviors. So why do they do this? They're, they're doing uh, preemptive strikes and are, are, are uh, projecting their own insecurities. So what is a preemptive strike? Well, first, the preemptive strike tactic. The gaslighter is cheating, so they're planning the secret meetings with their lovers and getting a rush from it. They're invested in keeping up the charade, and to keep you off kilter, they start accusing you of cheating. And the goal is to keep you so busy defending yourself and being emotionally distraught that you don't have enough time to pay attention to the gaslighter's own behavior. And by accusing you, the gaslighter has brought themselves time. And so now the gaslighter can go as far as claiming they saw you out with someone when in fact you're at home waiting for the gaslighter to show up late from work or whatever. And the gaslighter has you in a bind. You can't prove that something never happened, but you try and try to prove to them that you did nothing wrong. But whatever evidence you produce is not good enough uh, for the gaslighter. So you become more concerned about being falsely accused than paying attention to the gaslighter's own behavior. The gaslighters may even present evidence to others of being manipulated by the victim. And this evidence may be completely fabricated by the gaslighter or the gaslighter takes facts and manipulates them or forgets to share them. For example, a gaslighter tells your friends that they are sure you are cheating because you claimed you were working late for a few nights this week and actually were working late a few nights this week to earn extra money in overtime. But the gaslighter uh, conveniently leaves this fact out and they are bad-mouthing you because you're not following the pattern that they normally see you. And so their insecurity is to basically convince everyone that you're having an affair. And they're right and you're wrong is the goal. And that is the sad way that they work. You know, let's say the gaslighter in your life is addicted to heroin. You suspect they've stolen money from you to feed their addiction. And before even getting a chance to confront them, the gaslighter calmly uh, calmly tells you that they're concerned uh, that you are an alcoholic. You immediately go into a defense mode. No one has ever accused you of this before, and it's a shock, and it throws you into a tailspin. So the gaslighter brings up times where they knew you were drunk, but you don't recall any of these times, 
And the gaslighter even may accuse you of blacking out and claims that that's why you can't remember. And you start questioning your own sanity. And this is exactly the goal of the gaslighter. Meanwhile, the gaslighter keeps using and stealing. You know, besides direct contact with the victim and their family and friends, the gaslighter also uses social media as a way to accuse and deflect from their own behavior. The gaslighter knows that once something is posted on social media, the information travels quickly. So the gaslighter is also in a position of power on social media by never answering any questions about the truth of their claims, thus perpetuating the gaslighter's lie. Now, projecting. What is that? Well, the gaslighter may accuse you of manipulative because you're projecting. One of the most commonly used defense mechanism of a gaslighter. I I can't own up to my behavior, so I'm going to put it on you. While a preemptive strike is a gaslighter's conscious choice to manipulate you for their gain, projection can be done on a conscious or unconscious level. While some gaslighters are very aware that they're putting their behavior on someone else to get what they want, Some gaslighters who are projecting are not even aware that they're doing it. In either case, projection is an unhealthy behavior, and it should not be tolerated. It does enormous amounts of mental damage to the victim of a person that spends their whole life with someone who puts them in a position where nothing they have to say is valid, nothing they have to say is right, and only the narcissist can make the right choices. You know... um, some gaslighters basically uh, project uh, unconscious uh, uh, guilt or shame. In the case of a narcissistic personality, narcissists feel they are totally okay and think that everyone else has a problem. And this is called uh, ego systonic behavior. And, and it's very difficult to get a nar- narcissist gaslighter to get help through counseling because they think you have the problem not them. And they projecting their behavior can get you to the point where a gaslighter delusionally believes that they are being persecuted by the victim when in fact the opposite is true. You know, whatever the origin of the gaslighter's accusatory behavior, they are still 100% responsible for it. Treat all cases of accusations towards you as what they are, accusations and not facts. And there's no need to spend your extra energy trying to defend yourself because it will never be good enough. Instead, take a hard look at whatever, whether the behavior or the gaslighter accused you of is actually something they are doing. And don't let smoke and mirrors get in the way of uncovering the gaslighter's behavior for what it is, a manipulation of you and other people. So um, what you need to know, and there's a lot of things you need to know about gaslighters. We're going to go into that in just a few minutes. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about what you need to know and how you need to defend. Come back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Do you like what you're hearing on the show today? Dr. Gary Bell wants to help you no matter where you are. He's fast, efficient, effective, and has a no-bull approach to helping you in less than 10 sessions. If you're ready to change right now, drop everything and call or text Dr. Bell at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. You can also follow Dr. Bell on Twitter at drgbmft for some great insight and direction. Are you ready? Make that change. Pick up the phone or go to the site. 
888-951-818-7856 or drgbmft.com. Remember, drgbmft.com. Have you always known that something different was possible for your life and in the world? What if you could create beyond your current reality? If your relationships, finances, business, health, and life could be anything, what would they be? Join Heather Nichols for an invitation to discover what is true for you in every area of your life and for conversations loaded with pragmatic tools for how to create it. Listen live every Monday at noon Pacific and 9 p.m. Central European time for Creating Beyond Reality on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it'll take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about gaslighting and uh, questioning your own sanity. You know, am I crazy? You know, gaslighting does not have to be deliberate. And, you know, it is basically the belief is that it's, it, it's acceptable to override another person's reality. And the rest just happens organically when a person who holds that belief feels threatened. And so we learn how to control and manipulate each other very naturally. The disgusting feature between someone who gaslights and someone who doesn't is an internalized um, uh, sense of ownership. They, they basically, it's a coping skill for them. It's something that they learn usually in childhood where they had to lie themselves all the way through childhood to avoid punishment or to create an image, whatever that was. They had to manipulate reality for everyone. And some people would believe that reality stern fast uh, just because it avoids conflict. And basically, a lot of people do not like conflict. Most people don't. And so what they do, they view conflict as a negative thing. They don't view conflict from an adult-like situation where you're just speaking to your emotions rather than demonstrating. And so by not wanting confrontation, they the gaslighter looks for people who are non-confrontational so that they can surround themselves with those folks so that when they throw conflict out, the other people fold down because they don't have to deal with it. You know, um, gaslighting tends to follow when intimidation is no longer acceptable. You know, gaslighting is, is happening culturally and interpersonally on an unprecedented scale. And that is the result of a societal framework where we pretend everyone is equal while trying to simultaneously uh, preserve inequality. And you can see that in the media constantly. For instance, every time an obvious hate crime is portrayed as an isolated case of mental illness, this is gaslighting. The media is saying to you what you know to be true is not true. Uh, domestic violence wasn't even seen as a serious crime until the 70s. So, so did we in the last 40 years just address the beliefs that caused domestic violence? No, 
But now you can you can beat out. Now you if you beat your wife, you're considered to be a bad guy. Or if you beat your husband, you're considered to be a bad person. So what what do you do with all these beliefs that would lead you to violence? If violence is no longer acceptable option, you use manipulation and you use gaslighting. Our entire legal system is based on interpretation of the law and the manipulation of reality to fit those laws. And that is the bad side of, and that's why uh, there was a lot of bad lawyers out there because they use gaslighting to manipulate reality to fit uh, what their desired outcome is. Manipulation and gaslighting are distinct behaviors. Maybe a better way to put this is that gaslighting is like a type of manipulation, but not the only type. Manipulation usually centers around a direct or an indirect threat that is made in order to influence another person's behavior. But also gaslighting uses threats as well. But it has a goal of actually changing who a person is, not just their behavior. It's important to recognize that gaslighting and garden variety manipulations are not the same. Both will degrade your self-esteem, but gaslighting, when effective, will actually damage your trust in yourself and your experience of reality. And when you can't trust yourself, that, that, that's hard. That is hard on a person because now they don't believe that their decisions are worthy of making. They begin to question who they are. They start to question everything about you because every relationship is based on trust. And if you can't trust, it's, if you can't trust yourself, you can't have a relationship with yourself. And so that creates a very distinct problem in the person that is with a gaslighter. Also, gaslighting does not always involve anger or intimidation. And now there is a book, it's called The Gaslight Effect, and it refers to the type of gaslighting called glamour gaslighting. This is where the the, the gaslighter showers you with, with special attention, but never actually gives you what they need. They, they put you on a pedestal, but then they're not there. In fact, they, they may not, they may get angry at you when you need a, a, a shoulder to cry on. And it becomes difficult after a while to identify why is it that you feel so alone and so hollow. In another type of gaslighting, the gaslighter is always transformed into the victim. Uh, whenever you bring up the problem, you find yourself apologizing by the end of the conversation. For me, these are the worst, for, for anybody, these are the worst type of exchanges because every gaslighter, gaslighty relationship is different. You know, there's no specific pattern. You know, if you say something to them, they might have a very strong emotional reaction to it, far above what what you have anticipated. You know, some people, uh, they appear to be, let's say, in a great relationship, but let's say somebody is sick and has to go to the hospital. Well, they get upset because they have to take you to, they're, they're upset because they have to sit, they're not worried about you and being sick. They're worried about their situation and, and what the inconvenience it has on them. You know, it, 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 it's it's inconsistently implied that you know people are lying what what i mean by that is usually when people are lying there's a lot of perception involved and there's not a lot of fact and so what the um narcissist the gaslighter wants to do is they want to rely on the fact that there are not enough facts to prove your case and so they develop facts around what they're doing and that's usually a highly concocted story to basically throw you off and make the whole thing get settled so that their truth is what it is. You know, um, if, if you find yourself not ever feeling heard in a relationship and that they do not really care what you have to say, 
then you're going to find yourself uh, having enormously low self-esteem, number one, and you're going to find yourself resenting that partner enormously. You know, it's not normal to be able to remember what happened. This is more than anything is something most people wish they would have known. You know, it's it's usually a great secret that you're being gaslighted. And, uh, you know, there, there might be conversations where you'd start standing in, in the kitchen and end up in the hall uh, on the floor. And just days after it happened, you'd not be able to remember what happened. And you'd even remember the conversation about it because the abuser would continue to abuse while you're with them. They, that abuse, you go into denial. And if you're shutting down and you're, you, what I'm trying to say is you have blackouts. You have times that you don't remember because you basically want to escape from the gaslighter. And, and you know, another technique of gaslighters is they want to settle things right away so you will stop questioning. So what they do is they may keep you up all night long when you have to go to work the next day just to prove themselves right. They will keep driving that point and driving that point and driving that point. And when they do that, they constantly do that. They're basically trying to wear you down and wear you down and wear you down to the point where you won't fight anymore. And that's what their goal is so that you will know that there is a punishment for not believing their truth. Um, there are distinct stages that, that where it can uh, progress after the relationship is over. The gaslighter does not simply need to be right. They also need for you to believe that they're right. So in stage one, you know that they're, go- they're being ridiculous, but you argue anyways. You argue for hours without resolution. You argue over things that shouldn't be up for debate, your feelings, your opinions, your, your experience of the world. You argue because you need to be right. You need to be understood. You need to get their approval. So in that first stage, you still believe in yourself, but you are unwittingly put that belief up for debate. The next stage, you consider your gaslighter's point of view first and try desperately to get them to see your point of view as well. So you continue to engage because you're afraid of what their perception of you says about you and that winning that argument now has one objective, proving that you are still good, kind, and worthwhile. That's your, your that's where you're coming from. Now, in that third stage, you know, when you are hurt, you first ask, what's wrong with me? You consider their point of view as normal. You start to lose your ability to make your own judgments, and you become consumed by understanding them and seeing their perspective, and you live and obsess over every criticism, and you try to solve it for them. And that is exactly what the narcissist is looking for. They want to break you down over time. And healing from that is one long experience of trauma. And that is so hard on people because they lose themselves. You know, there's distinct traits that make you more susceptible to gaslighting, but they can also be superpowers. There's tendencies that will put you in a gaslighting exchange. These tendencies are the need to be right, the need to be understood, and the need for approval. Uh, additional certain traits such as being empathetic, being a caretaker, needing to see your partner in a positive light, being a people pleaser will even make you more susceptible to the narcissist gaslighter. You know, I'd strongly urge a person not to go in and try to crush these wonderful things about yourself. You care uh, strongly about your ideas, about other people, and you want to understand and be understood, and you want to care 
and you want to have an effect on other people's lives. And so don't lose that trait due to a gaslighter. You know, shift your priorities as far as what their opinions really are. You know, you need to uh, uh, willingly uh, change to accommodate the people around you that are healthy for you. And the people that are healthy should be the people you apply your energy to. You know, ironically, the gaslighter probably told you that you were selfish, cruel, and, and oblivious. And then perhaps uh, your, your therapist told you that you need to stop caring so much because it draws you into abuse. And so a lot of people will try to fix the gaslighter. And that is the sad part of this. You know, empathy is important. And, and it is important for all of this, for all of us. But, it, it, you know, when people say your empathy is a weakness, they're wrong. Your empathy is a superpower. That is what makes people attractive. And your desire and your ability to empathize can keep you in the cycle of abuse. And so you have to be careful with the sense of the narcissist. They're going to uh, try to play on your empathy and use that. So, you know, empathy and sympathy are two different things, but the deal with empathy is you just don't want to buy their narcissism. You want to put them in their place and you want to stand your ground and don't try to get them to agree with you. Just state your truth. And, let, and say, I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry you think that way. Sad for you. You don't have to agree with them. Just validate them. Say, okay, I'm sorry you think like that. That's sad that you think of me like that. You don't have to feed it. You don't have to feed them and try to make your truth their truth. Because that power play, you will always lose. You have to know what your truth is. You always have. And you always will. The gaslighter does not see you. You are a shadow standing in the side trying uh, not to attract attention Why they shower their image of you with uh, love and attention. So they act like you're a wonderful person to other people, even though they may say bad things about you in front of you and they may put you down in some ways. But they always want everybody to see that you're having a great relationship. But the problem is behind closed doors, they're ripping you apart. And so you have to understand what that is going on. You've got to try to call it. The problem is, is that narcissistic people never want to go to therapy because they are so afraid of a truth being found about them. And they feel uh, they don't get validated and they hate that. And so they don't oftentimes go to therapy, you know. The end game is not confrontation, it's non-engagement. A real common type uh, of gaslighter is the abuse victim who confronts the abuser. They confront them years later, and in the moment, they show themselves uh, and their abuser that they don't have to be afraid anymore. That's in a movie scenario. You know, they crave catharsis because they're afraid, and, and they can never address their fears through confrontation in the relationship, but later on, they say your reality is not – that their reality later on is not up for debate and here are the facts. And sometimes people in a movie will be able to come back and show the narcissist how bad they are. All of us glove movies like that where the narcissist finally gets put in their place and the reality gets revealed and suddenly people see what they need to see. Okay. Affecting gaslighting uh, basically asserts – that, that intense uh, conviction that the other person begins to doubt. 
So, you know, you want to be able to hold on to your reality and understand that your perception of the truth is what you are entitled to. You can have your own truth. All of us have our own truth. And our whole idea is to validate, 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 but we don't have to agree with other people. Validation is, I understand. I hear what you're saying. So what you're saying is this. Sad you feel like that. So, you know, manipulators use the tactic of manipulating truth in order to make you lose your self-esteem. All right, that's our show. Our next show is binge eating. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. I'd love to hear from you. My email is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net or Twitter at drgbmft. Now, remember, no man has a good enough memory to be successful liar. That's Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) Okay, a woman's mind is cleaner than a man's because she changes it more often. That's from Oliver Herford. And laugh and the world laughs with you, snore, and you sleep alone. That's Anthony Burgess. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. We'll be right back.